Father, we worship you. We bless your holy name. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for the year 2022. Thank you for all the challenges we have gone through. Oh, thank you for the glories that lie ahead. Accept our thanks in Jesus' name. Father, be glorified. Take the preeminence. Speak to us. And touch us where it matters most. For we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's have our seats. We are welcome to his presence. We are welcome to his presence. Two weeks ago, we looked at the topic that in our series on altar versus altar that we called altar of affliction. But we said that was just the introduction. And we looked at some things as far as the altar that Samuel erected. The altar by name Ebenezer that says, hitherto has God helped us. And we saw that what made a difference in the battle the children of Israel fought against their enemies was that there was an altar erected unto who? Unto God. Once that altar was erected, the enemy stood no chance. But we said that was the introduction to where we are going. Because what we want to do is there are some things we need to prayerfully address. And as you do so, the Lord will answer us in Jesus' name. I said, the Lord will answer us in Jesus' name. Numbers chapter 23. Numbers chapter 23. Numbers chapter 23. I'm going to read verses 1 to 5. Numbers 23, verses 1 to 5. Numbers 23, verses 1 to 5. And Balaam said unto Balak, Build me here seven altars, and prepare me here seven oxen and seven rams. And Balak did as Balaam had spoken. And Balak and Balaam offered on every altar a bullock and a ram. And Balaam said unto Balak, Stand by thy burnt offering, and I will go. Peradventure, the Lord will come to meet me. And whatsoever he showed me, I will tell thee. And they went to a high place. And God met Balaam. God will meet you today. Yeah. But you are not the only one God will meet. God will meet your enemies. Yeah. Somebody is not sure. I say God will meet your enemies. Yeah. And God met Balaam. And he said unto him, I have prepared seven altars. I have offered upon every altar a bullock and a ram. And the Lord put a word in Balaam's mouth and said, Return unto Balak, and thus thou shalt speak. See, Balaam had an intention. When he set up his altar, even though he went to seek the face of God, his intention was not good. Tell somebody not good. Because he came to Balak because Balak said, come and curse these people. Because I know that whosoever you curse is cursed. In the land today, when I say in the land, I'm not necessarily talking about Canada. All over the world. We have people who are merchandising the gift of God. People that have been made the custodians of the world. But who have decided that their objective is just to make, it, I mean, to make money from it and nothing else. And that's all that matters. 
And because the Bible says the gift and calling of God are what? Without repentance. They have the word, but they are using it not in accordance to God's purpose. Such was Valam. His intention was not pure. In, when you go to Numbers 23, verse 8, Balaam was saying unto Balak, and it's recorded for us, verse 8. He said, how shall I cause whom God has not called? How shall I defy whom the Lord has not defied? Tell somebody, I am, I am blessed. And so no man can cause me. Balaam was called to release a curse upon Israel. But he said, I cannot cause them. Why? Because God has, has blessed them. And he tried. He changed his location. He went and built another seven altars. Went and saw the face of God. And then we went, look at verse 19. We all know verse 19 very well. After he had built another round of seven altars with all his sacrifices, he went and saw the face of God. And God still met him in verse 16 and put a word in his mouth. And look at verse 19. He said, God is not a man that he should lie. Neither the son of man that he should repent. I want to assure someone here today. That promise that God has given unto you for this year, it shall come to pass. Amen. I say, it shall come to pass. Amen. Oh, it may look as if it's been delayed. In fact, you, you might have concluded that this one is not possible. But you know that's what our God specializes in. Our God specializes in what? Impossibilities. If you can do it, if it's possible, why do you need him? But when you get to you, the end of your devices, he comes through. He will come through for you in Jesus' name. Amen. And so in verse 20, Balaam said, I have received commandment to bless. And he had blessed, and I cannot reverse it. He cannot be held iniquity in Jacob. I pray for you. The day that God will visit you, he will not meet iniquity in your camp. Amen. I say he will not meet iniquity in your camp. Amen. Because, that, you know, Jesus Christ said it. He said, the prince of this world came, but he did what? He found what? Nothing in me. The prince of this world will try. He will try to turn this around against you, but he will not succeed. I say he will not succeed. But you must make sure that when he comes, he finds nothing in you. And brethren, nothing means what? Very simple. Nothing means nothing. Nothing means no compromise. That's what you know, compromise. Nothing means, as the Bible says, say, because you are neither cold nor hot, I'll do what? Nothing means it's either you are hot or you are cold. When you are cold, you know you are not for God. When you are hot, you know you are on God's side. It's like when Moses said, who is on the Lord's side? And I'm asking you today, who is on the Lord's side? Anybody on the Lord's side? I am on the Lord's side. And the Lord is on my side. As long as I live, as long as I live, I am on the Lord's side. It's a song of commitment. Are you on the Lord's side? If you are on the Lord's side, I want to assure you, you cannot lose. I said you cannot lose. That is the impossibility. That's why the Bible says God is not a man that he should lie. So long as you are on his side, your victory is assured. So long as you are on his side, your success is assured. Look at verse 23. He says, surely there is no enchantment against Jacob. 
neither any divination against Israel. See, by the time God is through with you, those who were against you will be saying, ah, what has God done here? What has God done here? Can somebody have an amazement? That is, people will look at you, analyze your situation, use all available, uh, uh, what do you call it, softwares, and come to the conclusion that this is not man. This is God. You are a testimony. Amen. I say you are a testimony. Amen. And it shall come to pass in Jesus' name. Amen. When you go to uh, Deuteronomy chapter 23, the book of, no, before we get there, that Numbers 24 verse 1 is key. I love that passage very well. Numbers 24 verse 1. After Balaam had been building different altars, seeking the face of God, and none of them did God allow him to cause Israel. Look at 24 verse 1. He said, when Balaam saw that he pleased the Lord to do what? There's someone in our midst today. It pleases God to bless you. You know what that means? If it pleases God to bless you, even when your enemies want to cause you, they will do what? They will bless you. That's what happened to the children of Israel. Now we can look at Deuteronomy 23, verses 3 to 5. Deuteronomy 23, verses 3 to 5. The Bible tells us what really happened to Balaam. He had an intention. He had a plan. He had a purpose. He said, an Ammonite or Moabite shall not enter the congregation of the Lord. Even to their tenth generation shall they not enter into the congregation of the Lord forever. Verse 4. Because they met you not with bread and with water in the way. When you came forth out of Egypt. That's number one. So they had two offenses. They did not, they were not welcoming. That's what they were welcoming. welcoming. You know, the Bible tells us that Abraham entertained angels unaware. Many of us have driven angels away. If we knew this is an angel, we would entertain him. Is that not so? But he will not come to you so that you will know he's an angel. He will just come to you like just anybody, anyone. But he was in need. And you see what you will do. Oh, of course, if you know it is God, why won't you answer him? Why won't you give him the best? <laughs> I saw something on, was it on Facebook or somewhere? A, a man in front of a store went and met a lady and said, please. She was coming out of the store. Said, please, I need food. I just need something to eat. I'm hungry. And the, the woman looked at him and said, I'm not going to give you my food. You are lazy. Go and look for a job. She gave him, you know, what we call oriki in Yoruba language. All the different accolades of his family. She released them upon him. And so the man left her. Then another man was coming out of the store. And she, he went and I said, please, I need something to eat. And the man looked and he took chips, ordinary chips, and gave it to him. And the man said, you mean you give it to me? He said, yes. He said, why? He said, well, you said you are hungry. I mean, if you are hungry, I will give you food. Now, this was being recorded. The woman did not know. So the man now said, because you gave this to me, the grocery that you bought is how much? Maybe, I don't know. I don't know how much it was. He told him. And this guy now brought money from his pocket and gave it to the man. But the funny part is, the other woman now came and said, you didn't tell me. <laughs> you see uh, the foolishness of foolishness. <laughs> said, you didn't tell me. I said, but I would have. I just told you, I, do, I did what? I needed food. That's the way many of us have treated angels. And you know, at the end of the day, this woman told the guy, say, you are not a nice man. 
She's the one that refused to entertain him. If she had entertained him, he would have given her the money for her grocery. But she looked at him and released some beautiful words upon his head. And the man was to say, what? Oh, so I'm not nice now? And that was it. <laughs> the Lord will help us. Amen. You will not miss your time. Amen. You will not miss your day. Amen. On the day that God has sent angels to you to entertain, you won't drive them away. Amen. On the day that God has proposed to bless you, you will not miss it. Now, verse 4, he said, because they met you not with bread and water in the way, and because they hired against thee Balaam, the son of Beor of, I mean, of Petra of Mesopotamia, to cause thee. Now, look at verse 5. That's very critical. He said, nevertheless, the Lord thy God will not hearken unto Balaam. But the Lord thy God, tell me the Lord my God. He said, but the Lord thy God turned the cause into what? Into a blessing unto thee. Because the Lord thy God loved thee. How many of you have does God love? You are sure God loves you. Every cause that any man has released upon you is today turned to blessings in Jesus' name. Every limitation that men have placed on your path is overturned today in the name of Jesus. Whosoever, whatsoever he said you will not make it. Today God uproots them in the name of Jesus. The intent of Balaam was to release curses, not even one. All those seven altars he was making was to release curses upon the children of Israel. But God would not allow him. As he opened his mouth, instead of those curses coming out, blessings. That's why the Bible says, when a man's ways pleases the Lord, he maketh what? Even his enemies to be at your name, your ways will please the Lord. In this land, in the midst of perversion, in the midst of opposition, when it looks as you are alone, I'm sure many of us have, have been in that position, that it looks like you are alone, the whole world is against you. But someone is on your side. Like the song we normally say, I'm not alone. I'm not alone. Throughout my journey, Jesus is with me. I'm not alone. Who is with you on, on this your journey? And so long as he's with you, you are not alone. You are never alone. And he will see you through in Jesus' name. Amen. I say he will see you through in Jesus' name. Amen. There are what I call the nature of altars. I have a number of them here, but I don't want to live. I mean, we don't have much time. I want to make sure we pray some prayers today. But you know, we've talked before about structures that are made, that are, I mean, okay, I think they call them carvings, right? Carvings. Effigy. Array. What is an array, my sister? What is array in English? Eh? Statue. Uh -huh. You are in the spirit. Statue. Array. Effigy. Carving. You know, they are usually not big. They will just create a small one. But that small thing is a human being, whatever. They put, they put the figure of man on it. And then they put it and they now uh, 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 address that carving as if they are addressing the person. Are we together? Whatever they want to happen to that person, they will do it to the carving. A lady was in her room one day. 
Thank God she was a child of God. And she looked, and what happened? She saw a small, uh, well, we call it cabinet, small statue beside her bed at night. And the thing held a stick. You know, these, things, these are spiritual uh, circumstances. They receive life and they act because they are sent from the altar. And it had a statue. And what was it going to do with that statue? It was going to use the statue to beat this lady. And if it had succeeded, I don't know if the lady would have come out alive or not. But the lady was on fire. Tell somebody on fire. On fire. Somebody is not listening. Say on fire. fire. You will be on fire for God in Jesus' name. The Bible says the people that do know their God shall what? They shall be strong and what? You are not just going to be strong. You are going to do experts. That lady woke up, saw the, uh, the carving or whatever you want to call it, that, now, that was carrying a stick to hit her. And she commanded it. said, begin to hit yourself. And that's exactly what it did. It began to do what? To hit its own head. So it now, okay, my wife said figurine. So it began to hit itself right there in her room at that midnight. And when she was satisfied, she said, oh yeah, go. In the morning. Of course, it's always one of the neighbors. An elderly woman that wanted to deal with the, with the lady. When they saw her, because you know she commanded that figurine to be hitting its own head. As it was hitting its own head, it was bouncing back on the woman that sent it. Instead of her being terminated, her enemy was terminated. I pray for you today. Your enemy will be terminated. Amen. The Bible says if you believe, you will do what? You will see the glory of God. Everyone that says you will not see the glory of God, God himself will terminate in Jesus' name. That's an example of this altar. What of pictures? We all know pictures very well. You can bring a child's picture on this altar and pray for the child. And God will answer. I hope you know this is an altar. This is an altar to the living God. And in life now, now they take uh, pictures to so many different altars and they make invocation. And whatever they do with that picture, the person is affected. But you are covered. Amen. I say you are covered. Amen. You are covered by the blood of Jesus. Amen. The devices of the enemy shall not get at you in Jesus' name. Amen. And the third one I want to talk of very briefly is what they call name altars. Name altars. I've, I've shared a testimony with us here some time ago. A man that had five daughters. How many daughters? And in his house, beautiful house, he was living in the house with his mother. You are not told what happened to the wife. Now he had a boy squatter. What do they call boy squatter in Canada? What, what, mommy, what did you say? Chalet? Ah, oh, a, a building at the back of the house. And in that building, there were five rooms. How many rooms? Five. Remember, he had how many daughters? Five. So, every one of those daughters, when they go to their husband's house, give them a few months, what happened? They will come back to their father's house. And each one was occupying her own room. Now, not in their father's house, but in the boy's quarter. Until the last one. Oh, she also went to her husband's house and did what? <laughs> and came back. And then she gave her life to Christ. Tell somebody, give your life to Christ. Yes. Don't be afraid. Tell your neighbor, give your life to Christ. Life to Christ. It makes a difference in your life, brethren. It does. That lady gave her life to Christ and began to pray at midnight. 
And the first night that she was praying at midnight, she really didn't know what she was doing. But she made up my mind that ah, I am now born again. What am I doing in my father's house? Not even in the main house at the boys' quarter. She began to pray. So that night, she prayed for one hour. The following morning, grandma came and said, ah, young lady, what type of prayer were you praying yesterday? Say, if you continue, somebody will die. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's what she told the girl. But the girl was excited. Say, hey. The girl did not realize that the grandmother was the problem. But that she even got a response the following day. Instead of praying for one hour, she increased it to three hours. Grandma came and said, I told you, if you continue, somebody will die. I said, okay. Brethren, whoever needs to die, that you may get to your place of glory, let them die in Jesus' name. Is there, they are the ones that have made up their mind to do what? You know when people say over their dead body? So shall it be in Jesus' name. On the third night, this woman, this, she now made up her mind to do a true night vigil. Tell them about a true night vigil. You know what is a true night vigil? When you start at uh, 12 midnight, you take it till 5 a.m. By the time she finished in the morning, grandma was dead. But that was not the, the important part of the story. They went upstairs and were clearing grandma's things. And they saw a padlock. In that padlock were five pieces of paper. Each of them is the name of her granddaughters. And that's why they couldn't stay in their husband's house. Of course, that day, tell me what is that day? That last born, her husband came to his house and said, where is my wife? That day that grandma died, he came and took his wife. The other, the four, the other four daughters, you don't need to preach long before they give their life to Christ. That's why I said, if you tell someone to give your life to Christ, they were all restored. That is a name altar. We don't have much time. I believe I've shared this with us too. Someone that moved into an apartment and they just realized that everybody that moves into that house, the moment they move in there, their fortunes will do what? Begin to dwindle. But the landlord will buy more cars. The more tenants he has, the more cars he has. Until this brother began to pray, Lord, what is going on? And the Lord told him, there is a well behind the house. Take a hook, you know, when, 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 when the bucket falls into a well, those of us from God's own country, you know what I'm talking about. When the bucket falls into a well, you do, throw something inside and you to bring it out. He said, go into that well and take, go there with a the hook. Whatever the hook catches, bring it out. And go and be, what did the hook catch? Uh, what is this thing called? A turtle. The hook caught a turtle. And the guy drew it out. On the neck of the turtle are the names of every tenant in that house. So the moment they step, we're talking about name altars. The moment they step in, he puts their name on that turtle. And their, 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 their fortunes begin to dwindle. Until they leave that house. Meanwhile, landlord does what? He, he, he buys more and more cars. With the destiny. Of his tenants. Wherever they've taken your name. There is a God that is a consuming fire. Today he will consume. Amen. I said today he will consume. Amen. Wherever your names are illegally. Confined to the word of God. The fire of God will consume those names. In the name of Jesus. 
what are some symptoms that indicate you are contending with an altar? Number one is regular, repeated tragedies and delayed blessings. What did I say? Regular, repeated tragedies and delayed blessings. It's like walking in a circle. That is an indication that that person is contending with an altar. They call it a recurring evil happening. Recurring. Today, things are fine. Tomorrow, it's not even back to square one. It's back to square zero or back to square negative. But the Bible says in Nahum chapter 1 verse 9, Nahum chapter 1 verse 9. He said, what do you imagine against the Lord? He will make an utter end. Tell me what he will make an utter end. And then he said, affliction shall not rise up the second time. I decree an end to affliction in your life. And I say that affliction will not rise again in the name of Jesus. I decree an end to sickness, to infirmities, to delays in the name of Jesus. Amen. Every yoke of delay. The Bible says, by the reason of the anointing, every yoke shall be broken. Today, the anointing that breaks the yoke is here. And that yoke is broken in the name of Jesus. Amen. It's the end of the seventh month. And you have a new song. Amen. You are going to sing that new song. Whatever will prevent you from singing your new song, the Lord will terminate today in Jesus' name. Say, so we will say, Father, Father terminate evil tidings and evil reports in my life, in my family, in the name of Jesus. Open your mouth and pray. Terminate evil tidings, O oh Lord. Terminate evil reports, O oh Lord, in my life, in my family. Marika Basotolian Dragabo. Terminate, Father. Evil tidings. Evil report. In my life. In my family. In the name of Jesus. Zekali Masotolinda Etragabo. Mabo Shata Irokatolia. Iprositolian Dragabo. Father, terminate evil tidings. Terminate evil reports. In my life. In my family. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name we are praying. You say, Father, Father, roll away every seasonal stone of affliction recording in my life and my family in the name of Jesus. Roll away, Father, every seasonal, every seasonal stone of affliction. Father, roll away every seasonal stone of affliction recording in my life. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we are praying. Say, Father, destroy every altar. Sponsoring yokes and bodies in my life. In the name of Jesus. Destroy every altar. Sponsoring yokes and bodies in my life. Father, destroy every altar. Destroy every altar. Sponsoring yokes and bodies in my life. In the name of Jesus. Destroy every altar. 
Sponsor yokes and bodies in my life. In the name of Jesus. Zikabo Satoleda Itragabo. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, you are praying. Say, I command. Somebody does not want to pray. Say, I command. Every yoke of diseases in my body, in my soul, in my spirit to flee right now. In the name of Jesus, every yoke of diseases in my body, in my soul, in my spirit, I command to flee right now. Every yoke of diseases in my body, in my soul, in my spirit, I command you to flee right now. In the name of Jesus. Every yoke of diseases in my body, in my soul, in my spirit. I command you to flee. I command you to flee. I command you to flee. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Let's have a seat. So that's the first indication. The second indication that you are contending with an altar is periodic sicknesses. Periodic what? Seasonal and recycled afflictions. Some people don't like, they don't want winter to come. Because the moment winter comes, it is sickness from the beginning to the end. Now, some of us, I don't like winter. I'm sure we all know that. I don't like winter. I don't like cold. But it's not that I'm sick. Are we together? I just don't like cold. On the day God created me, he had finished anything that was cold. So, I, I don't like cold at all. But some people, once winter comes, they become sick. Periodic affliction. And we are talking of winter. Some people, it's not even winter. It's what? It's summer. They will tell you it's allergies. Let summer not come like this. It is sneezing. And these days of COVID, when you sneeze, they won't realize it is allergies. <laughs> <laughs> they will run away from you and think it is COVID. It's not COVID. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. God will put an end to every periodic or seasonal sickness in the name of Jesus. You say, I decree. That all altars, all altars of recycled and recurrent afflictions in my generation be terminated in the name of Jesus. I decree every altar of recycled and recurrent affliction in my generation be terminated, be terminated. Every altar of recycled and recurrent affliction in my generation be terminated. Be terminated in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, every altar of recycling collaboration in my generation, in Jesus' name we are praying. I was listening to a man of God yesterday. And he said, in his family, the firstborn of his dad was a medical student in the university. In his third year, it was time to write an exam. You know, they have a series of different exams. And the man just 
that mental. But the key thing, that man was what? 21 years old. Then his elder sister. When she turned 21, one of her legs became bigger than her body. So the, the leg just became swollen. She was rendered useless to herself. And he was the third. But as he began to pray, that God, I don't know what it is. So when we are praying against altars in our generation, now, brethren, there is evil in the world. But the Bible says, be of good cheer. For what? You are an overcomer in Jesus' name. Amen. I said you are an overcomer in Jesus' name. Amen. He began to pray. I said one day he was going for a night vigil. Tell somebody night vigil. And then he saw a bird coming straight at him. It was then he realized that his 21st birthday was approaching. So it was intended that on his own 21st birthday too, he would get an affliction. But he was already praying. When he saw, this was not a dream of he was going to where they would pray. And he saw that word coming. And he released the fire of God upon him in the name of Jesus. And next thing he saw that the wings of the bird fell down. So the bird could not fly there. And he continued to, 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 to where he was going to pray. The following morning, the strong man in the house, his father's elder brother, came out. He said he don't, he don't know what his father did to that man. That he made up his mind that all the ones, all his younger brother's children will have one affliction or the other to render them useless in life. But the wings were broken. Tell me the wings are broken. Every wing of your pressure is broken in Jesus' name. Amen. So the man just came, stood by, by the door of the house, fell down headlong, and that was the end of the story. Everybody was free. You are free in Jesus' name. Amen. You are free in Jesus' name. Amen. We are talking about altars. And do you know what? See, remember when we started? We said for every altar, there must be what? Anybody remember number one? A priest. For every altar, there must be a priest. In the case of Balaam, Balaam was the one, the priest. Number two, there must be a sacrifice. And number three, there must be a place. Remember? Those three things are key. A place, a priest, and a sacrifice. For every altar. That was the end of the affliction of that man in that family. But what was I trying to, what was I trying to bring out? Usually people that do these things, they don't look evil. He said this man, he was like the weakest, how do you say? The one you say, if there's trouble here, right, he will do what? He will go left. Doesn't cause trouble, doesn't look for trouble, but he was the source of the problem of the family. You see, that's why, brethren, the Bible says the foolishness of God is what? When we come to spiritual things, it's not logic. Is that what God says or what he does not say? So the third indication is compulsive actions and irrational behavior. Compulsive actions. And what? You just see somebody is in school, he's doing very well, he's going to write his final exams, and just makes up his mind. Why am I even writing this exam? I'm not, I'm not going to university, so why would I need to do it? I'm going home. And there's a time for the exam. You don't write it, you fail. 
After he was not ah, wait, oh, what just happened? But they finished the exam. Compulsive action. Irrational behavior. You just see someone who is about to get married. Just wake up one day and say, why am I marrying Jude? Where Shukuma is there? And then uh, um, they went and fixed a uh, wedding day. Me, I'm not doing it though. They will talk. But you talk, as you are talking, the thing is just flying over. On the day, the day comes and goes. Then you ask, wait, oh. wasn't my wedding supposed to be last week? <laughs> God will have mercy. Amen. I said, God will have mercy. Amen. Our time is gone. I don't have time to, I was going to <laughs> share a, full, uh, a few stories, but we'll continue, I mean, maybe uh, next week. Let's rise on our feet now. Let's rise on our feet. We're talking about altars of affliction. You are going to pray for yourself. You are going to pray for yourself. And say, Father, Somebody doesn't want to pray. Say, Father, Father let, your blood let your blood shed on the cross of Calvary, shed on the cross of Calvary. avail for me. Avail. Open your mouth and pray. That's a very strong prayer. Let the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, let it avail for me, let it avail for me. Indra saka kun roboko shinda iragabo ezenda iriba ushkate mama shata irakaka lege 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 let the blood avail for me O Lord mafrosatori andragabo let the blood avail for me the blood of Jesus the blood of Jesus the blood of Jesus yereke toli mahanda. Let the blood have it for me. Let the blood have it for me. Maraba shata irakato loboshkari andragabo. Yekarebo soto lendaria. Let the blood have it for me, O Lord. Alba maprasi kalianda itragabo. Marebo sotolia. Let the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood have it for me. Ezenda irabo. In Jesus' name we are praying. Brethren, it's very important because altars usually take blood. They take what? Blood. Nothing else. All those other things that are just uh, palliative. The real thing is blood. They may start with the blood of goat, blood of pigeon, blood of anything. See, that's why when God wanted to give us a victory over all these altars, he shed whose blood? The blood of his only begotten son. The greatest altar of all. Hallelujah. The altar that overcomes all altars. Hallelujah. The altar at the throne of grace. The altar of righteousness that overcomes the altar of sin. We are going to pray that prayer again. I say, Father, let your blood avail for me. Let your blood avail for me. I come myself with the blood of Jesus. From the crown of my head to the sole of my feet. I drink that blood. I drink that blood. I drink that blood. Marakata Labasato Yandragabo. Let the blood of it for me. Mazokali Andragabo. Oh yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Ye karebo sotolina itragabo. Mamosatuya atragabunoria. Let the blood of it for me, O Lord. 
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name, we are praying. The blood of Jesus will speak for you. I said the blood of Jesus will speak for you. The blood of Jesus will speak for you. When they call your name upon every contrary altar, that blood will show forth on your behalf. In the name of Jesus, you are an overcomer. You are a victor. You are victorious. The plan and desire of the world shall not come to pass in your life. In the name of Jesus. As we come to the end of July, every drawback in your life is terminated in the name of Jesus. Every sickness and disease is terminated in the name of Jesus. Whatever will not glorify the name of the Lord in your life is terminated in the name of Jesus. Even those things that they say are normal. They say, hey, it's because it is age that when you become uh, 30, it happens, when you become 50, when you become 60. Uh-uh. The Bible says Moses was 120 years old. His strength was not abated. That's what the Lord says. Even those things that are natural, so long as they are contrary to the word of God, I terminate them in your life in Jesus' name. Amen. It is well with you. Amen. It is well with your spouse. Amen. It is well with your children. Amen. Because of you, God will intervene in your home. Amen. Because of you, God will intervene in your family. Amen. God will give you a new song. Amen. God will give you a testimony. Amen. So shall it be in Jesus' name. But I venture there's anyone listening to us who has not given his or life to Christ. This is the day of salvation. That's the starting point. When you give your life to Christ, a new altar is erected that overcomes every contrary altar. Maybe online there's someone, maybe it's in-house there's someone. Just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I come before you this day. I say, come into my life. Come in today. Come in to stay. Write my name in the book of life. Uproot my name from any contrary name altar. Ah, smile upon me and turn my fortunes around. Turn my destiny around. Whatever I have lost, you are a God of divine restoration. Restore unto me. So shall it be. In Jesus.